Happy Friday and Happy New Year. Thanks for starting out the new year watching Nip Talk. Today, we're gonna to be talking about a new miracle weight loss drug. Then, another TikTok famous plastic surgeons in hot water. We're gonna check that out. Lastly, Sarah's gonna tell us about some new fashion trends for 2023, and it's starting right now. Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer, Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. With me as always is my co-host, Sarah Bennett. And in the box, oops, here, there she is. Hi. <laughs> and in, in the box is the man in the legend, Travis. What's going on? What's happening? Oh, how you doing today? Cannot complain. How about y'all? Yeah, doing good. Groovy. Good. Yep, starting off the new year. Yeah. We're yeah. starting it. All right. <laughs> so, all right, did you guys do anything good for New Year's? Um, I chilled at home with my That's daughter. That's right, you were playing to be at home. Oh, you had like the home party, right? No, it was just me, my daughter, and my boyfriend. Oh, That's okay. It. I thought you were having like some like sparklers for the kids no i mean i bought sparklers and some little like well, that's kind of a party i mean you can't have sparklers and yeah not call it, it was a party. just a <laughs> a three-person party <laughs> hey man sometimes those are the best parties yeah it was cute those are called some intimate gatherings thing. that's right yeah <laughs> and what about you Charles? now you were going to like some saxophone club or something Clothes. It was sax lounge. Sax lounge. Sax I was lounge. like, I had to do a sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. Like, no. There was like some wordplay in there. Right. So, did sex. you go? No, I, I did not go. I did not go. The party um didn't go as planned, so I had to readjust. But I did bring in New Year's with some family. So oh, that's good. That's it was good. still yeah, it was still a successful New Year's. That we had sounds, a little party. That sounds more better anyway. <laughs> it yeah. was much more fun. So we ended up going to that party uh, at the Monarch. I right? saw that on in the Instagrams. Yeah, so I have to say, like, I had built that party up because we went last year and it, it was really amazing. Like mm -hmm. it, I was building it up to some, you know, some friends of ours that went with us and like, they were like, yeah, okay, it's everything you said it was. Like, you know, people just wearing like great outfits and like great food. And um, I did, I, I only, you know, it sucks. I, we never did take like a great picture of our outfits. Yeah. Which I really, really regret. Cause like we were, you know, kind of rushed getting there and then it was dark in there, at least where we were hanging out. So like, I, I, I meant to get a really good picture. I had like this really- so The fancy jacket. The fancy got. jacket, right. And I don't have, I'm gonna have to take a picture somewhere else and for your approval. Yeah, you're but gonna have to do an Instagram worthy. I know, picture. you know, and I regret like that I didn't get something like you that. You have to take those pictures like, like at right. your house. Yeah, I know. Leave. I know. I meant to like get one there and then like we kind of staked out a table because we, we had like this really prime like spot by the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And so we were, you know, kind of like, you know, had this home base or whatever. And so I just we should have done it before that. And we didn't. But anyway, oh, I did wow. take one picture. I want to show it. So um, so that's us there. And you can't even see the jacket. It's so dark. But the guy in the center, I don't know if you guys know who that is. Um, I've met him several times. Uh, that's uh, Eric Dreyer. So he's kind of like a, a big wig in like the culinary circles. You know, he, uh, I think he's from Houston originally, and then he went and did culinary school, and then he was actually Oprah's, Winfrey's private chef. Oh, wow. And then he was the executive chef at the Ritz-Carlton here in Dallas. And then nice. he, when the owner of Monarch started the restaurant, they, they hired him. 
And uh, he's a super cool guy. Like he's one of those chefs where like when you're at dinner, like he's out walking around and you know asking you what you liked and all that. Like just really, really good, good, good person. Sounds like good vibes. Yeah, yeah. dude, he's he's like really cool. And so uh, we talked to him for a little bit there, and um, you know I I asked him you know because they had all of this food right from like Monarch and there was from the Kasaku, which is the sushi place. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what was your favorite thing? You know that you made right. It's like you know you made all this food. Which one was your favorite? So he made a king crab corn dog like a corn dog but, but instead of like a frankfurter crab. it was king crab and mm -hmm. i had one like i uh, they were walking around with them and i tried I was like oh man that was so good and i didn't even realize it was king crab i was just like it was just like a really good corn dog but yeah i've, <laughs> I've never heard of a king crab corn dog like that's that sounds nice sounds it's pretty like, ingenious it right it sounds like like a country like crab cake or something I know. Like, <laughs> well, it's like something really fried. fancy, but also a corn dog. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's like filet mignon, deep fried, and then it's like really good. But um, sounds nice. Yeah, the party's awesome. Like, and if you guys uh, haven't checked out Monarch, like I highly, I highly recommend it. I do really like that restaurant. Like, it's on the 50th floor, so it's like got these just great views of like everything. I've heard of it. Um, it's downtown, right? Yeah, it's on. Which building Elm. is it? Oh man, I knew you were gonna ask me that. I. <laughs> It's right down there. You know where that giant eyeball is across oh, from yeah. the Jewel Hotel? It's like one block west of that. It's on, I think it's Elm Street. Okay. It's either Maine. It's not Maine. I think it's Elm. I've heard of no, Monarch before. No, Commerce. It's on, I can't remember. It's either Elm or, you know there's those three streets down there, Maine, Elm, and Commerce. Yeah. And they're, like, there's so many like restaurants and hotels right on there. And I can't remember. Anyway, but just check it out. The only thing is you have to get reservations early. Like, right. The reservations are, you can't just call and be like, I want a reservation for, you know, tomorrow night. That's like not happening. Yeah. I guess unless you know Eric. I should have like, I need to buddy up to that guy. You're so. going to get his, his cell. I know, right? Like, Eric, get me in. But anyway, no, uh, it was a great party. We had a great time and uh, yeah, all good things. So that sounds I just regret fun. that I didn't take a better picture. I'm going to, I know you like, I, I want to get a picture of this jacket and this outfit to show you. And I'm just going to have to do it some other night. You just pretend. You just tell your wife to get dressed yeah. up again fashion show in my house. She's like, where Quickly. are you going to take me? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take you into the hallway and you're going to take my picture. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, you know, of course, I always like to do segments on things that are in the news. Yeah. And I saw an article this last week and I was like, oh, that's going to definitely be a segment because it was talking about this new weight loss drug. Have you guys heard about this? Is it a pill? It's a shot. It's called terzepatide. The, uh, the official name is Munjaro. And, um, you know, when I was, when I was reading about it, I was like, holy crap, like this thing really is, is very, very effective. And so it's, uh, there's all these like people now weighing in on it. So these like, I guess, pharmaceutical experts that say, you know, how popular a drug might be. So they're saying that this drug may generate between 25 and 50 billion with a B dollars a year in annual sales. And that would make it the number one selling drug of all time. So is it like good so it is yeah it is it's is good i think it's the same thing that my sister she's so this one is oh so this one is not so the fda is has not, not approved yet? this one just okay. yet they're going to this year like it's going to happen very very soon okay but it may be one of the other ones so we'll, we'll talk about that okay. so this drug is made by eli Lilly, and it was actually made as a diabetes drug like that's it's actually already being sold for diabetes right now right. and it's kind of funny how um you know some of these like really popular drugs actually started as a drug for something else there's two really popular ones that actually were not made for what they're used one is viagra yeah you t we talked about that. we did yeah viagra is actually made as a blood pressure medication yeah. 
And then they found that it had other effects. And suddenly <laughs> Viagra became one of the top selling drugs you know, in the country. Yeah. The other one is Propecia, the, the hair loss drug. Okay. It was actually sold as a drug for uh, prostate hypertrophy, where men's prostates get big. Right. And then they found that the people who were taking it were growing hair that they had lost. Well, so it's the same thing with this uh, terzepatide or Munjaro, as they're going to call it, for um, uh, for weight loss. Okay. They, it was it was a diabetes drug, and they're like, oh my gosh, people are like are losing weight. Um, it's similar to Wagovi and Saxindra, which I had not heard of those. Um, no it's in, it's a similar class. Now those are made by a different company. Okay. And, and so what this drug is, and I think I got a, a, an infographic there, uh, Travis, can you toss that up? Got you. Give me just a second. Yeah. So, uh, basically it's a little cartoon that kind of shows how this works. And this is courtesy of uh, daily mail. I think they're the ones that made this. So thank you for them for making this great infographic. So it's an injection that you take once a week. So it's a, it's a shot. It's like an intermuscular shot. And what it does is it's, it, it's an agonist, which means it mimics a, a, a neurotransmitter that is a receptor in the pancreas and mm -hmm. it's GLP-1, which is glucagon-like peptide. And what that does is that tells you that you're full. So when that GLP-1 receptor gets activated, which this drug does, you feel like you're full, like you don't want to eat anymore. And the other thing is that it's a GIP, which is a um, gastroinhibitory peptide agonist, which actually slows the activity of the stomach. Because if your stomach empties food really quickly, then you'll feel like you're hungry. Mm -hmm. But if like you have food in your stomach, you, you feel full. And so that's what makes this one different. Those other two drugs I was talking about, Wagovi and Sexindra, they only work on that first one, the GLP-1. Yeah. This one actually has two mechanisms of action that make it, make it work. And so um, that's why they think this one's so much more effective. And so you were asking, of course, you know, how good is it? Well, there's actually a study, right? You know, I love research. And so there's a study, I think Travis has got just like the, the, the front of it from a very you know, obviously reputable New England journal of medicine, which is very, very popular, very you know, trustworthy. And so it's looking at the effectiveness of this. And I actually have another little uh, chart there, Travis. Why don't you toss that next one up that has, yeah. So, so this is for terzipatide or Munjaro, however you want to call it. So it's for people with a BMI over 30. So that's, mm -hmm. you know, people who have a little bit more weight on them. I probably wouldn't be, you know, taking this medication. Um, and so they took it for long periods of time. That's the thing, 72 weeks. So over those 72 weeks, if they took five milligrams, they lost 16% of their body weight, which averaged to 35 pounds. If they took 10 milligrams, they lost 21% of their body weight, which is like 49 pounds. And if they went up to 15 milligrams, it was 22% of their body weight, like 52 pounds of weight loss. Like that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's huge numbers. I wonder numbers. if they had to tweak it a little bit since it was made for diabetes. I wonder if they had to tweak some yes. of it. Yes, and so that you're exactly right. And that's very common. Like when we were talking about those other drugs like um, Viagra mm -hmm. and Propecia, like the dosages can be different. Yeah. So like, you know, for Propecia, like for hair loss, you only have to take like a milligram. If you take it for your prostate, it's like five. Okay. Same thing for this, but the opposite. Okay. Like if you're taking it for diabetes, you take a low dose, like five milligrams, and you can up it to like 10 or 15 to get that really kind of effective weight loss. Very cool. So compared to those other ones, so, you you know, it was saying 22.5%. The other two drugs are somewhere between five and 15, the competitors. So this one actually is quite a bit more effective. And that, that's why they think, you know, all the experts saying, oh, this is gonna like 
you know, be very, very popular. And so, of course, with any drug you want to know, is it safe, right? Yeah, you don't want to take sure. something if, like, you know, it makes your head fall off or something like that, <laughs> right? You, don't, you ever watch those commercials on TV with the drugs, and it's like, yeah. it shows all these happy people, and then, like, running like, around in the And then in the, in the bottom <laughs> it says, side effects are seizures, yeah. death, like, blood loss, you know, decapitation. You're like, wait, what? I'm yeah. not going to take these You'll drugs. You'll lose your house. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Anyway, so I went through all of the... Um, the side effects. Well, I went through the major ones. And so as you, you may or may not suspect, they were kind of GI related, like nausea, diarrhea, constipation, like vomiting. And they weren't like bad. I mean, it was kind of like normal stuff, like, you know, 10%, 20% of people had, you know, occasional, you know, diarrhea or whatever. I mean, that's going to happen if you, you know, take drugs that affect the, you know, motility of your stomach. Like yeah. you can have like these like little Your side digestion yeah. process. Yeah. So, like, the big question for this, which I already know the answer to, is, is insurance going to pay for this drug for weight loss, right? Because, yeah. you know, they'll pay for it if you have diabetes because it behooves them to. They, they yeah. save money, you know, by you taking that drug and your diabetes being under control versus not. But the question is, you know, are they going to pay for this for weight loss? And I, my guess is no. I mean, I just don't think that, you know... I deal with insurance companies a lot, you know, on various fronts, whether it be trying to get them to approve surgeries or treatments for like my wound care patients. And, you know, they, they really have gotten very restrictive on, on what they cover. That's crazy. Cause it's almost like a preventative measure I mean, to not I, get diabetes. Because most people that are overweight. I mean, you're preaching the truth. Good. Like I, I totally agree with you. That's I just, crazy. I just don't. I just don't know if they're going to prove it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope they do approve it because there are people out there and for, you know, various reasons they can't, you know, be active enough to get the weight off like they want or, you know, whatever reason yeah. that they are holding this weight that they can't get rid of. And obviously this drug is super effective to help people lose weight, which across the board, you know, makes people healthier. So. Yeah, I think if anything, it'll if people take it, it'll just give them that boost of maybe like to motivation. be able to do. Yeah, right. Because and, I think of like weight loss in general is just yeah. really hard mentally. And whenever you try and try and try and it's not working yeah. for you, you just begin to stop. Totally. I mean, I, I see that, too, in some of my patients. Like the one thing where we do something and people are able to lose weight is like oddly enough tummy tucks mm -hmm. like um when people have like really big like you know areas of skin that get in their way it's hard for them to exercise plus they feel like you know maybe it's pointless right because they can't fix that and so like we'll go and do tummy tucks on people and i have a lot of people come back and say you know because of whatever change now i can do things better i can lose weight i can exercise and you're right i think this drug might be like that yeah, too where it's that like extra push. yeah it, yeah it pushes them in the right direction they lose a little bit of weight suddenly it's easier to be active and they, they see changes and then yeah. they you know um are able to kind of continue that so yeah. yeah i hope i'm wrong so the cost right so just you know worst case scenario insurance says no nah, we're not going to cover this you know you want to know how much it costs and yeah. and herein lies the problem the drug's not cheap so if you're paying for it out of pocket and this is estimated right because it's not really released yet. I mean, it's going to be soon, but it's not released yet. So it's about $1,100 a month. Whoa. Yeah. So that's not cheap. I mean, you're looking at, what is that, twelve or $13,000 a year? You know? Now, maybe if people are paying out of pocket, like, that number will go down. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's, that, I mean, that's a little bit expensive, in my opinion. 
It's crazy. How long do you have to take that drug to um, see results? So, I mean, in that study, they were taking it for over a year, right? Because they're taking mm -hmm. it for diabetes. Now, I mean, you could take it for shorter periods, but you're going to see less amounts of effect. Yeah. So, um, and the one thing I would compare it to, you know, because um, I always think, okay, how does this compare to other things on the market? So, I mean, you guys ever heard of fentiramine? Mm -mm. Adipex? No, I haven't heard of it. So that's like a really kind of popular weight loss drug that's been around forever. You know, people always ask me about it. And so um, I was thinking, well, let's compare, you know, uh, terzepatide to fentiramine because that's always been kind of the classic weight loss drug. So fentiramine is, is a um, type of amphetamine. You know, it's, it's like speed. Uh -huh. And so what it does is it suppresses your appetite. And so uh, you can get it from physicians, but you know, the thing is, is the DEA really regulates it very highly because it is an amphetamine and it has a pretty high addictive potential. So I've always been like, yeah, I've been like weary to like prescribe it, you know, yeah. cause I just, I don't know. The DEA is kind of weird these days. Like if you do something minorly wrong, like they can really come down on you. Yeah. So I'm like kind of super careful about that stuff. So I don't really prescribe phentermine, but it can be, you can get it through a prescription. You, you normally take it for 12 weeks. That's like the, you know, the on label cycle. And if you do 12 weeks with that, you lose about 3% body weight. If you do up to 24 weeks, you can lose, you know, maybe double like five to seven. So, you know, you compare that to people who are losing 20%. I mean, the other drug seems to work, you know, more effectively. Although in that study, it was a longer time frame, yeah. right? So there, I guess a good study would be like, okay, what if you only take this new drug for, you know, four months or whatever? How, how good does it work? Yeah. You know, I guess, well, see, 24 weeks would be what? Six months, six months. Mm -hmm. So that would actually be a pretty interesting study. But the problem with fentiramine is it has some side effects. Like one, it's addictive. I mean, it's yeah. amphetamine. Two, you can have like heart palpitations, dry mouth, insomnia. And that doesn't sound very healthy for somebody who's already overweight. Yeah, I know, right? Like, Let's increase your heart rate. That'll help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been a huge fan of fentiramine. Like, to me, it just has like too, too many side effects that, that I'm. scary. Yeah, I'm not super into, but I don't like it. but I'm eager to see like how it all plays out with this new with this new drug. I yeah. mean, you know, the FDA is supposed to approve it sometime you know early this year, and it'll be interesting to see you know does insurance cover it, and then once people start taking it, like I mean, you may see this huge kind of change in you know where people are suddenly losing weight where they couldn't, which would be awesome. Yeah, well, it's funny that you bring this up because my sister during Christmas break, she's a nurse practitioner, so she was talking about prescribing one of her patients, a, um, a weight loss pill or something like that. Oh, you should she ask her saying, what it was. Yeah, now I'm like, what is I need it? a full report next week. Because she was saying how awesome it was, how much she's it, seen an improvement. It, I, I bet it's one of, of the stuff. other ones, uh, like the Saxindra or Wagovi, because those are out. Um, yeah. Those are shots too, She said too, it was a newer one. It was something newer. That's why I was like, oh my gosh, is this the thing she's talking about? I don't know. I mean, but I, for the life of me, I cannot remember. She, she might she be using it off-label. I mean. Shot. People right. do that sometimes where they'll use a drug off-label mm -hmm. if they know it has an effect. And so it might be it might be that one that she's using off-label. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. She's yeah. saying how effective it was. And, like, that's so and then my other sister was like, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, I was talking today. I was in the <laughs> OR today. And so they're like, oh, you know, they always know I do the show on Fridays. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, I'm talking about this new weight loss drug. And they're like, really? I know. Tell me more. Yeah, everybody wants <laughs> yeah. in on that. I mean, well, think about it. If you can take a pill or, or in this case, a shot, and lose weight eating. that you couldn't lose before. I mean, who wouldn't be interested in that? Yeah, seriously. You know?
Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. So all right, well, let me know what you think about that. If you have any thoughts about uh, these new weight loss drugs, leave us a comment, and we'd love to respond and see what you think about it. So. Okay, moving on to our NipTuck 911-ish type yeah, thing. Yeah, see who this TikTok. So we just doctor. we just did a segment on a TikTok doctor, yeah. TikTok famous doctor that got in trouble, and now there's another one. Now let me just say that this one is not like the other one. Like okay. I almost wasn't gonna do a segment on this because when I first like started reading it, I was like, eh, I mean, there's not a whole lot there. And then I dug a little deeper and there were a couple things we're talking about. And I'm gonna kind of defend the squirrel a little bit too. So it's not like all bad. So, yeah. all right, so this person um, is Dr. Gallagher. She's in Miami. She has, I mean, notoriety on TikTok, like 250,000 followers. So, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's more than I have, so. Um, and so she's been around for, for quite a while and she's kind of made a name for herself in doing the top surgeries for trans patients, mostly female to male. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of what she's known for. And so um, she, uh, she kind of came under fire like in the past year or two. And, and, and I, I don't want to even get into like the politics part of this, but right. like some conservative groups were getting on to her because they, thought that she was like targeting kids uh, to do these surgeries yeah. and she does do trans surgeries on minors which I would I, I've done some top surgeries for trans both directions I just personally wouldn't do it on a minor I mean that's a very controversial topic that I, you know I don't know how much we want to weigh in on that I just personally won't do it like I mean yeah. to me like something like that really needs to be the decision needs to be made you know by an adult in my opinion yes just my opinion and, and I do those surgeries too. So, um, but anyway, so because that she was doing that and because of her TikTok and like, I have a little picture, like, so that next picture up there, like, uh, no, the next one. Yeah. So she says, okay. Oh, I do have a question for you. Do you guys know what eat means? I mean, Sarah? yeah. When you like, like, is it, I'm scared to say it now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like you, it's like when you snatch something away, like yeet, like. No, I don't know. Danica, help them out. Tell it's whenever, like, if you throw something or whatever, like, I would be yeeting something. Yeah, throwing something. My oh, daughter's okay. like, or she's in the my, my daughter says, hey, she my definitely daughter is a little says helper. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeet is to throw. she jumps off something. Yeah, yeet, right? You throw it, right? So so this she girl is, like, jumps. you know, coming up with these slogans, like, you know, yeet the teats, and she calls herself teetus deletus or, or something like that. And so, um, anyway, because of that, like, she's gotten, you know, uh, some people, like, upset with her. And so, you know, I was reading that. I was like, okay, well, that's not really, you know, I don't even want to, like, weigh in that. But then there was something else. So, and this actually is a really interesting, like, kind of, like, story within a story. Yeah. Because this is the second time that a TikTok famous surgeon had something kind of blow up in their face due to like their notoriety. Because what happens was she had one patient and we'll show the video in a minute, but she had a patient that had a problem and that patient went on social media on TikTok where, where, this, where she is you know, popular mm -hmm. and told the story of how this really bad thing happened. And then all of a sudden everyone like, yeah. Everyone yes. came and like, I call it like the dog pile effect. You saw yeah. that, remember Dr. Roxy, which was the doctor that we talked about yes. two weeks ago where something happened and people were coming out of the woodwork. And, and I actually went and I read like all of the, like I took the time to go to like each of their stories and some of them were legitimate. Cause you remember that, not this doctor we're talking about today, but the other doctor actually had some 
really bad outcomes. Yeah. But some of the people that came out afterwards to me had stuff that was just kind of normal. Normal. Normal post-op yeah. issues, you know. And I, I think that that's happening here with this doctor as well. Mm -hmm. But it is a very interesting kind of thing that I just have, you know, thought about that these people who get famous on social media, if they have somebody that comes out and say that something went wrong, like all of their people are on social media because that's where they get their patients and then suddenly they get this huge backlash. Yeah, then all their other patients are like, yeah, that's, Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's, I call it like the dog pile effect, which I just, I don't know, made that up. But anyway, so that <laughs> happened to her because this one patient came out and said she had a problem and then like five more people were posting like these bad outcomes, you know, supposed bad outcome. So yeah. I'm going to show just a clip of that video, Travis, of the, of the first patient, you know, and um, then we'll talk about it. So can, you can roll that if you want. Please stop scrolling if you or someone that you love wants top surgery. I got top surgery in August of 2022, so this year. Um, and I don't regret top surgery, but I do regret who I got surgery with, and I need to talk about it. The reason it's so important that this is on TikTok is because so is she. She has a massive platform, and her name is Dr. Gallagher. Four days after top surgery with Dr. Gallagher, my top surgery incision split open and started bleeding. At first she said that it was just bruising, and then when she saw me in person the day before I flew home, um, she said that it was fluid buildup and that it had to just bleed out on its own through the open wound. I flew back to Ohio and the bleeding did not stop. I was waking up to blood all over my clothes and sheets every single day. I could barely move or leave the house. At one point, I did decide a couple weeks after surgery to go out with some friends. I was slow, I was careful, and about halfway through the night, a blood clot the size of a golf ball fell out of me. I was rushed to the emergency room. I was in tachycardia by the time I got there. They admitted me and paged their plastic surgery team. The resident there took a photo, and I sent that photo as well as the blood clot to Dr. Gallagher. She replied back and made a joke that I was menstruating and said I didn't need to go to the ER, even though I'd already gone. So that kind of goes on and, you know, that patient in it reportedly, of course, you know, I mean, I, I take them for their word, but reportedly had to go to surgery and had like a lot of dead tissue that had to be removed. And so, you know, that video came out and it got like 6 million views. Yeah. Like, I mean, so many people saw that. And then, of course, like everyone else came out of the woodwork. And so... Um, you know, I mean, I don't know how much of it is, you know, potentially like legitimate concern, right? Because I mean, you it know, seemed pretty scary. I mean, it does. It does seem it. scary. You know, there's a saying that if you if you don't have complications, you're not doing enough surgery. Which means if you're a busy surgeon, no matter how good you are, you're gonna have people that have complications. Right. And so, you know, having complications does not make a surgeon bad. You know, if there's bad decision making or bad technique, you know, or you know, bad, you know doctor-patient interactions, and obviously that's bad, but the complications in of themselves don't necessarily make a surgeon bad. I mean, I do tons of surgery. I have patients that have complications. I mean, nothing that I think is, you know, significant, but minor stuff, sure. And, and that does sound, you know, pretty significant. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, also too, that there hasn't been like any board action against this doctor. Like, I mean, this whether or not something pops up from this, I mean, I don't know. And I'll kind of weigh in on that at the end. But I mean, it's really more just like people are talking and now news, there's news articles. I kept seeing it like on these different like news platforms mm -hmm. pop up. But I did want to talk about a few things, uh, you know, about how she runs her practice that I just, and, and I'm not picking on her, you know, I mean, if anything, I'm defending her a little bit that, you know, I mean, well, maybe these are, you know, normal complications. 
I don't know, but I mean, compared to that other doctor who you know had really severe issues. Um, but there are a couple things about our practice that I just want to just you know put a, a, a pin in, say, okay, is this right. the best? One is that she does a lot of medical tourism. Like that patient that was talking came from Ohio to Miami, had a surgery, and then four days later went home. And so, I mean, I just am so against medical tourism where people have a surgery and then leave the area where their surgeon is. I mean, you want a reason why it's bad? That's the reason. That yeah. patient left, had a complication, and how is the surgeon going to help her? Right. You know, or him, sorry. How's the surgeon going to help him? I mean, they can't, you know? And then what happens? They go to another doctor who says, oh, gosh, you know, this is a really bad thing, and, you know, your surgeon did a bad job. And so, I mean, it's just... I. I worry about medical tourism, you know, and I even have people on social media ask me, can I come to your area and you do surgery? And I'm always like, oh, I mean, how long can you stay? I mean, you know, can we do enough follow-ups? And I've had people come from like, you know, Oklahoma is not that far, but like Houston, you know, but most of those people had family around mm -hmm. where they could have surgery and then stay in the area for a few weeks to right. make sure they're okay. But I, I don't know, I think she does a lot of medical tourism and I just am not a huge fan of that. Like, is it like, you know, is it malpractice to do that? No. I mean, a lot of people do it, but I'm a conservative guy. I want to make sure people are safe and I just don't like it. So that was yeah. one thing. The other thing about her practice is she does a lot of surgery on people that are categorized as obese. In fact, she actually did a study. She wrote a study, which I mean, you know, it's, that's impressive. She has a study that she wrote and in it, she was talking about how 54% of her patients are, are clinically obese. And she even went so far to say is that no BMI is too high for her. You know, BMI is your body mass index. Mm -hmm. She said, no BMI is too large for me in the, you know, in the name of inclusivity. You know, we're not going to turn people away if, if they're obese, which, I mean, I have to say even in my practice, I will do certain surgeries on people that are a little heavier, but I... I don't like it, you know, and there is a limit where I just say, look, I, I, I think it's unsafe to do this because of your weight, because it's very clearly documented that if people are obese, their risk of infections go up and their risk of wound healing problems go up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, so I just, I just put that as a footnote. It's like, okay, I mean, you know, if, if she's having a lot of complications and those are like the, you know, the, the more obese patients, I mean, that might be something that just needs you know, consideration of, yeah. you know, do you continue that? And I then lastly, so. huh? I said, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, you feel bad for people and, and, and I'm in the same boat. Like I do, I do tons of tummy tucks mm -hmm. and a lot of plastic surgeons will only cherry pick the really easy ones because there definitely is an increase in complications as people get heavier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for patients because there are patients who can't like lose the skin or, or get what they want done and they can't lose weight. And so like there's in this like perpetual cycle of they can't solve their problem. Mm -hmm. And so I'll like, talk, I, I talk to people in depth and I'm like, okay, you know, if you're a little bit heavier, like your risks go up, you just have to be aware of that. And if, if they, if they understand it and I feel like that they're mature enough to, you know, go through it and and be okay if something happens and I'll do surgery on them. Right. You know, um, but you pay a price for that. You do have patients that, you know, will have healing issues and you have to like watch them afterwards yeah. and nothing bad, bad ever happens, but you know, you really like it when things go smoothly. So yeah, anybody would. Yeah, of course. And the <laughs> last thing about her that I, I have a little bit of beef about is, um, when she wrote her paper, which is very impressive. I mean, I haven't written a paper since I was a resident, so she's out there writing papers now. So good job for her. But she wrote a paper about doing drainless, um, mastectomies for, for trans patients. And I, I just am against 
drainless surgeries when they don't have to be. And so what that means is there are certain surgeries where the standard of care is to use a drain. Mastectomy, tummy tuck, you know, are two classic examples. Yeah, where they, you have to like keep the drain, like, like a drain bag, like on Right, it. yeah, yeah, right. So like, yeah. for example, like if you're doing a mastectomy, which is all these trans surgeries are, you're just, oh, oh, uh, I, well, before I do it, Travis, I want to show, I had a before and after from her. I want to show that. Um, can you show that one, Travis? Travis there? Do you nod off? <laughs> one more time? Oh, I had a picture. I had a picture that I wanted to show of one of her surgeries. Yeah. So, and this is from her. Like, that's from her study that she wrote. That's mm -hmm. what reminded me. And, you know, that's a classic, like, female to male trans, you know, mastectomy using a superior um, flap and a, a nipple graft. And, you know, it's, her results are good. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, the scar is a little, you know, wide for my taste, but I mean, you know, that happens, but, uh, but overall good work, you know, once again, I'm saying that, you know, she's a competent surgeon, like, you know, what she does, yeah. but my, my, what I was getting to about the study is that she does these with no drains. And when you do a surgery that historically requires a drain and you don't put a drain in, you run the risk of something going wrong and going back to that patient that wrote the video, what did she say? Uh, or what did he say? I have yeah. fluid coming out of my yeah. incision. Well, what happened? Well, the drainless surgery didn't work, right? right? I mean, and so, you know, and that's one patient and, you know, her in her studies, at least in her study, she reported that she didn't have, you know, a lot of issues uh, with the drainless, but I don't know. I mean, study can be made to say whatever, but I just, a lot of people use that as like a, a kind of a gimmick, right? It's like, oh, I'm a better surgeon because I can do the same surgery without using a drain. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can do drainless surgeries too. I just choose- Right. That's the thing is like, if you put a drain in, there's no downsides to that. Yeah. I mean, patients don't like drains, but like, it's not like that the drain causes a complication. Mm -hmm. It prevents them. And, you know, I always talk about when people come in for tummy tucks, like, yeah, there are patients, there are surgeons out there that are doing drainless tummy tucks. And when it works, it's great. But the first patient you have that has a complication because you didn't do the simple act of putting a drain in, it's like, why am I doing this? Right. And so, um, so anyway, and you know, once again, she had this patient that had a bad outcome because medical tourism and, and potentially not having a drain in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, does that mean that she's a bad surgeon? No, it doesn't. It's just, I, whenever these things pop up, I, I'd like to educate people, right? It's like, what can you learn from this incident, whatever it is? And, you know, there are a few things to learn. Like, I don't think medical tourism is a great idea. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit against drainless surgeries where, you know, where drains are historically required. And if you operate on patients who are, you know, morbidly obese, I mean, the complication rate goes up. So yeah, they fit all of those. Yeah. I mean, she's hitting a couple of things I really don't like. I mean, so in the end, do, you, do I think anything's going to happen to her? Probably not. I mean, I just, you know, without knowing the specifics. It's probably just a perfect storm, a person that wanted attention, obviously. Yeah. I mean, well, and the person like who had a legitimate, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, she had a, you know, yeah, he, an issue. Sorry. I keep saying she, cause it was a mastectomy, but it's a he. He, I'll get it probably, I'm sorry, apologies. You know, yeah. Or they. Yeah, huh? Or you can call them they. I mean, it could have been they. I don't know. I probably should have checked the pronoun. I don't know. I should check. I'm not, you should, shouldn't ask me. I have no idea. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, this person yes. had a legitimate complication. They did. You know, and, you know, it was kind of in a bad way because it wasn't where their surgeon was. And, yeah, it kind of blew up. And, you know, whether or not that causes any problems for Dr. Gallagher, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking probably not, but. Boards, you know, you really have to kind of do something egregious for a for a state medical board to, you know, come down on you. And I'm yeah. not, I, I don't know if this qualifies without knowing more details. 
Yeah. So, but it's noteworthy. I mean, you know, it's in the news, and so we talk about something to learn from it. There is. Sure. I mean, there's a couple things to learn about. You know, if you're thinking about these surgeries, and someone says, you know, come fly to me, you might be, oh wait, Dr. Herman said that's not a good idea, right? I mean, yeah. You know. Um, why? Like, why would a do like why would a doctor from another state want you? Well, what they do in. is here's. I mean, I'll, let me tell you why they, it's it's money, well, right? Yeah, people, but... people, people claim to be experts in something. And, and granted, she does a lot of these surgeries. So, I mean, sure, I'd call her an expert. She wrote a paper about it. She does a ton of these, mm -hmm. and so they use that to get more patients. Mm -hmm. I mean, she does a ton of these surgeries. Yeah. You know, way more than I do. I do like you know, like one or two a year mm -hmm. for specifically for that reason. So, but anyway, it's interesting stuff. Oh, maybe she'd come on. Let's have her on the show. Think she'd come on? Probably Why not. Why not? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I would actually like to talk to her about her surgeries because I do those kind of surgeries. And so, you know, I was looking at some of her technique and her results. Like, ah, I'm a pretty good results, you know. I mean, the stuff I talked about I don't like, but like her, you know, her technique and her outcome was, you know, yeah. pretty good. Come on the show, Dr. Gallagher. Call me. Tagger. <laughs> I should tag her. Uh, she's probably got a lot going on right now. She probably doesn't want to hear from us. But all right, moving on. So you're going to do a segment for us, right? Yeah. So nice. I'm, I'm excited. I love do, when you do segments. Uh, what is it? It's uh, fashion trends that you can wear now. So you can start buying stuff. No, are these from new? These like you, you are you anticipating these are going to be new for 23, or they were starting to pick up steam at 23? So these are things that they're. I mean, honestly, trends are always just like yeah. recycling, but. Right. These are specifically trends that you can go out and start looking for now to wear for this like this season right now okay. that we're in. So kind of wintery still. Okay, so still wintry. Yes. Um, and the I this is all from research I did on on Vogue. Oh, Vogue. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, Vogue knows. Yeah, Vogue knows. When, and so, so I mean, can you, you spot these things. the trend? You probably see one. these things like in your store. Too, yeah, right? I bought like I'm already looking at stuff like yeah. this. I have these okay, things so in my the closet. Okay, so the trend. <laughs> What's so, the trend? Can you spot it? So I mean, you got these sleek dresses. Uh, is it sheer? I mean, there's yeah. definitely some sheer. Yeah, boy, it is. <laughs> it's oh, sheer. Good. Yeah. Okay. So obviously these are like really fancy dresses, but yeah. like my next pictures, if you could show those, these are more of like casual options that you could probably find like at a store, like you could wear yourself. Oh, so this right. um, chick right here that's wearing more of like a graphic tee, uh -huh. she's just sporting it underneath like a layering piece, which is really easy to do. And then this one in the middle is I just, like it's literally just a sheer polka dot dress, which is really cute. And you could wear like um, a really tight black dress under it. I like or you that. could do like separates. Yeah. That middle outfit's really slick. And the yeah. third one too. I mean, those are yeah. all like really and then, slick. And then the other part of sheer is this is a lace top. So you could uh, do it like that too. Nice. And I actually have a lot of um, things like that in my closet right now. Do but you? yeah. Yeah. I love it. I like, I like all of those looks, um, especially the middle and the right one to me. Like, yeah. Like they're just like really kind of pop. Yeah, know? these so. are things that you could wear easy. You don't have to wear, you don't have to be like a supermodel wearing those like fancy, right. fancy dresses. I know, right? Because a lot of stuff you really like, it's like, you know, is it wearable? where do you wear it? Yeah, yeah, is it wearable, right? It's like the, it's like my jacket. Like, I mean, I can't wear that, you know, to like Chili's. You, you I mean, you could. I mean, you could. You I should wear it. You'd be the fancy doctor. <laughs> Chili's. That, that makes you eccentric, I think. Who knows? All right, sorry. I didn't mean to derail you. All right, next one. All right, so we're next spotting trend. the trends. All right, I'm going to spot it. I couldn't really see the sheer on that first one. I might feel, yeah. Okay. So what's this oh, wait. trend? Uh, I, so it's fr frill. No, it's not called frill. It's um, you're close. Frill fringe. Fringe and tassels. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Travis. I mean, Studio yeah. Thunder. So these are actually no, my these are, are my. <laughs> these are my picks for like the for 
for wearable, but if you go to the next one, hopefully, that one's the one from like the runway. Yeah, so these are like the everyday no, ones. No, I think there was another one. Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm back. <laughs> sorry. Oh. Um, I don't know where the other one is, but this one, these are my picks for just like casual. You can find these at the, the store now. So um, a first girl is wearing a, um, I think that's leather, but it's a leather fringe uh, skirt. And that's just that's really, really simple nice. to wear. Yeah. And then the middle one's just a simple uh, cream sweater with fringe on it. And then obviously this uh, fringe leather jacket. It's definitely more um, of a serious, a, a bigger, obnoxious, more, yeah. you know, It's kind of jacket, like an attention piece. Almost. I love it. So yeah. it looks great. Yeah, I do like those. And then I think the next one is going to still this. So this is, um, oh, that one's easy. Travis, knock it out of the park, buddy. What do you got there? <laughs> uh, is it leather with white? Well, yeah, I mean, I kind like of, leather with white. but it's just leather skirts. Leather skirts are going to be really big this year. Um, yeah. this season, um, They're especially just if you, if you remember from last time I did some trends, uh, long skirts are coming back. So like midi or maxi skirts like this mm -hmm. girl on the um, left right there with her little jacket. So really um, excited about that. I'm actually, I think I purchased one for the store at my store. So I'm pretty excited to have it coming. Nice, those do look good. I, and I like, I think those are like really, really sleek. Yeah, and then the next trend right here. So this is oh, also, yeah. this is it. more of the wearable uh, fashion that I found from the runway and can you spot the trend oh, with yeah. this cutout sides? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Specifically one-sided cutouts. So one-sided. So last time we did the trends it was all right. about cutouts everywhere Like so all the trend is you. just like it's like mutating. Yeah, so now it's, <laughs> it's more like So now it's more of just like one side It was called like the oblique trend or something like nice. that. nice. Yeah. I think it looks slick I mean those are nice it's looking dressing. and it gives it that like kind of asymmetrical like mm -hmm. you know attention grabbing because it's asymmetrical you know i think yeah and, it and makes, even it, the cuts like look at the bot like that black dress it makes like you how look out it, it makes you look at how uh the smallest part of a girl which is their waist yeah. so and then like even like the cuts it. of those are like oblique like it's all mm -hmm. kind of like about the angles yeah. yeah it's pretty slick and then the next one so the next one is what what do you think it is they're sweats. They're uh, designer sweats? No, those aren't sweats. <laughs> They're not? Oh, I can't see you. Sorry. Okay, uh, Trelvis, I'm going to have to phone a friend here. What are we looking at, buddy? Um, Is it like oversized pants and like crop tops or something? Close. Um, so. I think, I think, wait, I think we have another, <laughs> like another guess. Uh, Danica, what is it? I believe it's like kind of um, like crop tops with like jackets over it, like blazers. I don't know. Close. It's um low. It's low rise slacks. Oh, low rise slacks. So okay. low rise has been coming back, but specifically yes. right now, low rise slacks. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. And then, and if you don't, if you're not really about the like super low rise, like the girl in the like all gray. Yeah. You can shoot for more of the girls that are on the side over there uh they're more of like a mid-rise so not all the way up to your belly button but okay. like you know yeah i have to say it's hard to tell like because i'm looking at the monitor from across the yeah. room and like oh i thought those were sweats yeah it's because <laughs> i didn't like, get like an ipad they're like so super see. oversized yeah. and yeah 
And, but, and they're also dressed just more casual. So this is the next trend. What do you think about it? I mean, I think they're super cute, short dresses with long, with boots. Yeah, so this, it's, that's pretty much what it is. It's um, pretty girl, I like to call it pretty girl grunge. So they're mixed, they're wearing really pretty yeah. school, school girl-ish dresses, but yeah. then they're adding like the grunge to it. So the girl nice. on the white. So it's wearing, kind of a mashup. Yeah, so they're, the girl on the, the left is wearing some combat boots, just like on the right she is. And then in the middle, she's obviously wearing like a really dark dress kind of reminds me hey, of like Sarah, a Wednesday Adams. Is thing. it is What's it kind of like a Lolita style? Um, I don't even know what that means. Oh, um, yeah, maybe. I, I guess you My can see that. My 12-year-old daughter is waiting on the fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, so they it definitely has some schoolgirl vibes to it, which is Japanese. Uh, I mean, those are really super sharp. I mean, I have to say though, like they're not everyone's going to be able to pull that off. No. Like, you know. But it's definitely uh, something to think about. Mixing yeah. mixing really uh, typically like uh, girly like with combat boots with combat boots, uh, or yeah. like maybe some like you know big clunky leather jewelry yes. or something. Stuff no, that I makes like it a that. little bit more masculine. Yeah, that's, that's really slick. Yeah, I like that. It's almost like punk, you know. It is. It's like the '90s punk is coming back. Yeah, for sure. And then this trend is what do you think? Yes. I'm kind of wearing it. Tie dye. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, I love dip, your. It's called jumper. dip dye. Dip dye. Yeah, so it's, it's not, not like tied. the swirls. Yeah. Like regular tie dye is. So this is more. They're calling it like like a what I forgot what they were calling it, but I thought it was like more of an elegant tie dye. Oh right. Uh, but it's it's a little dip bit dye. more. I mean, because you don't think of tie dye as something that okay, I'm gonna wear a tie dye out to dinner, right? Yeah. Typically, right? Yeah. It's like I'm gonna wear this tie dye shirt to like you know the beach, mm -hmm. you know, or a concert, or a concert, right? Yeah. But these are like upscale. Yeah, and they seem to be more uh, geometric, so it's more like. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's the patterns are more like horizontal or vertical. They're not so much yeah. like circular in motion. I like it. It's yeah. cool. It's like different, you know? And, and that's, I mean, that's what fashion is, right? It's finding yeah. the next new thing, right? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, seriously. Oh, and these are from the runway. This is the tie dye or the dip oh, dye the runway from the runway. Yeah. So this is what I, this was my inspiration for finding those pieces. Yeah. yeah. I do love your top. Like it's yeah. super slick. Like I'm, I'm wearing all of, I'm wearing two trends. I'm wearing the dip dye and fringe boots. Oh, you are. Yeah. You're always like up to speed on all these things. <laughs> yeah. All right. What you do we got more? next? Okay. And so this was from the runway. This was the pretty girl grunge. From oh, the pretty runway. girl grunge from the runway. Yeah. yeah. That so may be my fault, sir. I may have uploaded these like in the wrong order. No, you're totally fine. So I'm sorry if I messed up. It's your... super cool. It's cool. We can look at them. But yeah, yeah, so they're all wearing really pretty dresses with more of a grungy yeah. style. I like it. As it with accessories and all that. And oh, then there's this was the, the Yeah, this was the oblique cutout. So cutout. they're they're all wearing honest, uh, obviously, uh, really fancy dresses. Look at even like the bottom of the dresses have that like kind of asymmetric super high kind of slit. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this was the sheer. low rise. Oh, that's the low rise. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. low oh, rise yeah, 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 trouser. Yeah, yeah. On the runway, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, do you go to the runway shows at all? Um, I've the only time I've ever seen a runway show is honestly whenever I go to like the trade center. Go to market. Yeah. 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 If you have a good one, I would go with you. I've been to one, like, mm -hmm. and I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I mean, that I just would like be really fashion. fun. One of my goals is to um, get to go to the um, the one in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Now do you have to get like an invite to that or mm -hmm. you can just go? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Like, you have to have like a sales, uh, a sales and use uh, like business. Pass like, or something, yeah. yeah. You actually have to have a business. I think that they're yeah. super cool. I mean, and then I know a lot of this stuff, like, you know, people aren't going to wear that like every day, but it's fun to see the fashion. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, it's like art, you know, I think mm -hmm. of it like. But that's why I wanted to pick out um, stuff that you, that was wearable. Yeah. Oh, and here's the tassels. Oh, the runway the tassels, right? This, this is definitely more beachy vibes. Yeah. But um, they were just saying, you know, you can go out and get this stuff now and make it more winterized, uh -huh. which is how I found those other pieces. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Is that all of them? Yeah. It was those super, awesome. it was simple. And yeah. Um, yeah, I was really excited about it because I literally, when I was looking at all of that stuff, that's all in my closet. Yeah. But it's honestly because fashion just, kind of just circulates recycles yeah like all the time don't so. throw every don't throw your old clothes people just yeah. wait about 10 years and they'll come back my, around like, classic... it's like all my ripped jeans i still have all my ripped jeans from the 90s I just, i'm yeah. not sure i can wear them but i still have them <laughs> you need to take that uh, shot i guess <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well I, thank you so much i love when you do segments they uh they're always good and thank i love you. like the, the fashion and stuff so thank you for putting that together that for was, sure that was awesome so all right well i think that's about all the time we have today. So um, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll be back next week and we'll talk about the latest things on Nip Talk. See ya.